Fantasy Sports Show. It's the Wagner Wire. Presented by Audiovisual Consultations. kind of worn out. I was screaming last night at the TV. Nobody was listening. My wife was. She told me to get out. Not the fake wags on Twitter. Smashes at the Smash Simmons. Oh, gotta get it out. It was at C4, brother. Isaac, Kestra, where are you at on where are you at on Twitter? I'm sorry, I forgot. I, it's Isaac Cresta. Cresta, not Cresta. Sorry. There you sorry. Go. And all my, all my internet handles are just my name. I'm my boring. Man. I also just got here and I'm already so exhausted. Wow. Jesus. I've been doing some light gardening shows all morning. All a nice, like, the... chill, little, simple now, morning. Just to give you a little taste behind the curtain here. Pull it back. Our guy Isaac has been running from three studios, getting four shows on. I don't know how it's possible to get four shows in three studios, but we do it. <laughs> we do it. Dude, this place is a labyrinth. I got lost on the way to the restroom the other time. That oh. is actually one of my favorite movies, The Labyrinth. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, I love that movie. That it is doesn't... Um, that is where I got my first crush with uh, Rebecca. I can't. God, I can't. You mean Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly. Thank yeah. you very yeah. much. I always want to call. She looks like a Becky. Yeah. She, <laughs> she looks, looks like, a, like Becky. a Becky, though. I'll she does look that. like a Becky. I'll give you that. She does. Well, welcome. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning, Smash. It's the you. Wagner Wire. How is everybody in Austin doing after that victorious burnt orange Kool Aid party last welcome. night? They covered, so I'm good. But I know, I know you fans might have different thoughts, but I'm good because they covered. Hey, look, 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 look. It, was, it wasn't pretty, but it got done. And it got done in covering fashion, 31 to 10. Um, I said it was going to be a three-score game. No, wait. They didn't cover. They didn't cover? No. They didn't cover. The, the score was third. The line was, the, was 30. I don't know what you got unless you bought down. The line was 30, amigo. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, right, I'm yeah. pretty sure. No, because like, the team that I uh the team that I watched did not cover. Because so. regardless, my parlay was gonna get destroyed because of the outcome of the uh, Colorado, Colorado State game. Oh. And that was because I took I took the minus. That game 25. too. That game was getting hectic. I mean Hunter got uh, Oh no, man, that was you dirty. could call you could say it was targeting, you could say it was clean. Um in oh in the football that I grew up with, that's a that's a clean hit. 
Um, it sucks. It's a it's a malicious hit. You had murderous intent with it. You yeah. You knew exactly what you wanted to do. You were trying to knock the guy out of the game, and now you not only knocked him out of the game, you probably took him out for a few weeks. Yeah, and hopefully he was, it's just a few weeks. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that is all. Like, uh, I'm not saying that I condone the hit, but that's just the types of hits that that my generation grew That's, up with we grew up on those nfl greatest hits videos with like the funny sound effects and stuff so yeah i'm used to seeing hits like that i'm used to giving hits but like in that the back con- in the day in, in the context of the law or not the law but the rule like if you're not if you just disregard a play on the ball and go right after the player and just say boom i'm gonna hit you i'm not trying to knock your soul out of you that's targeting if you don't make a play on the ball that's targeting yeah, you don't hit with your helmet, yeah, right, or lead with your head, and actually, that is what it says in the rule. Yeah, no more crown of the head right. stuff anymore. So, you know? if, which I'm I'm okay with. You know? I mean, you can still use your shoulder as a lethal weapon or a forearm. And, I've, and I saw some good blocks like yeah. that, and some good tackles last week with just like pure up shoulder. But man, I mean, we're trying to take that whole protect the defenseless player. You know, when a player is defenseless and try to protect them in the in the game so they can sustain a full season like this. It's just because I think the athletes are just bigger, faster, stronger than we've ever seen them before, even at the college level. Yeah, it's a different game. It's an absolute It's just so game. much faster. Um, I have a question. Before we get into a little Longhorn talk and before we get into our fantasy breakdown stuff, if you're Alabama, right? If you're a program like Alabama, how do you have a succession gap or a succession problem in the quarterback room. I think that just goes to show you that, like, getting a quarterback is the most difficult thing it's to most get right. It's the most important thing. Oh, easily the most important, but it just goes no. to show that even the best teams will have difficulty in trying to nailing down a successor. Right. And, and, like, I guess you can make the same argument for, like, the New England Patriots. Who is the, who's going to be the true successor to Tom but Brady? I mean, but I mean, and, and you right? say the New England Patriots to a good point because Mac Jones is on there. You had, yeah. you've gone... From Tua, from uh, God, uh, Jalen, or excuse me, Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac. You and you had Mac Jones in that that locker room as well. Yeah. And then from there, you've gone from Bryce Young and out of Bryce. Like while Bryce Young was there, you kind of knew that this stud was only going to be there for a year, right? I mean, he had he made over a million dollars in his NIL deals before he got to Alabama. Yeah, you knew Saban, it was like a, Saban even said that it was a rental deal, of course. So I mean, you know, how are you not u- utilizing that? And marketing that to the rest of the college quarterback or the, you know, high school quarterbacks out there that are number one prospects or the or the top prospects, and say, hey, look at look at how much money this guy's making. But I think it's just like the guys underperforming because they get the best recruits. They're Alabama. They're gonna get whoever they really want. Majority. Do you think they, of do time. You think they missed on some of their quarter? Do you think they? They Guys, thought they had the succession plan in yeah, the... That's how, exactly how I feel, Wags. I think they think they, they had the succession plan and the guys that they brought in for the competition, those are just straight-up transfers, you know, looking for a starting job in the current-day NCAA college football landscape. That's just how it's going to be. Wow. Everybody's just traveling to get Mel work. Rosa transfer. You don't think Mil- with a little bit of work, you don't think... See, that's where I was going with this. I actually think that Milrow, with the with the guidance can be a pretty special talent at the quarterback level, man. I'm with the you. quarterback position. I'm with you. But if he's not going to be holding on to the top spot, I mean, obviously he's got to be thinking the same thing too. And if you're a competitor, you want to play. I, I respect that. Totally respect that. And there's a chance to make some money also while you're doing it. 
And Go get the bag too. No, for sure. And you already told you, you know you brought up the the transfer portal. Buckner came from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. so we'll see what they can do as far as shopping spree is, or see who wants to come to Alabama. Now the people, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. And you got to think too. Now that quarterbacks in the you know in, in college football are looking around and seeing you know some of the results for Alabama in the first two weeks, they're thinking, hey man, you know I'm not getting my shot here. Wherever I'm at, maybe I can see what's going down in Alabama and, and, and see what's going down in Tuscaloosa. If I was a down on my luck backup college quarterback, I can't believe I'm saying it's like I can't believe that this is an option now in in, in football in college football oh, over the past couple of years. I like it this way though. Do you? Yeah, I really do because we've seen coaches. Now I get it. I, no, I, you know what? For the kids, I yeah, one hundred percent, I get it. Because it's for, like, the kids, guys, for the kids, guys. For the kids. For the kids, it's for the children. <laughs> but you, you know what it's like when you uh, start off and you work at like some menial job, right? And you just want something better, but you, you, you leave, right? You go somewhere else to try to make a better fortune, put yourself in a better situation. And I always felt that it sucked that these kids had to be tied into these scholarships and they couldn't leave if their coach left. And it's like, what are you going to do when your boss right, leaves? Right, and the coach can leave. That's yeah. the other thing, too. And the one thing about football, too, is I've, I've said this from time to time. Football is the one sport that you really don't make your money until the latter part of your career. And I'm talking about like an ounce of money, like before the NIL yeah. deals even came out. Like I'm sure people were of getting some deals under the table or whatnot, but legally you couldn't make a cent until you were, had, had taken a sustained a beating for 10 to 15 years on the gridiron. And you don't even get to collect retirement in the NFL unless you make it past three seasons. Now, look, and, and almost all sports are the same way, except soccer. Like soccer, you can get in there, or, or golf, you can start making money. You can go pros. You yeah, can, tennis. You can go pro when thing. you're a lot younger. You know what I mean? But for the big four, usually you're not making the money until you get to the latter portion of your career. Yeah, because that rookie deal, unless you're a top pick and you're like a quarterback or some glamour position, you're that's, not that's making the real window, money. Right, that's the, that's the four for me, and then the next four are for you. Or yeah, the next whatever. if you make it that yeah, long you after you beat your if body. You can, if you can prove your worth. <laughs> that you're sustainable, that you can sustain a beating throughout all the middle school, then high school, then college, just in the first three years of your NFL deal in order to get past your rookie contract. It's like, yeah, good luck. That's why the numbers are just... Ah, we talk a lot about numbers on this show. That's why it's, it's so a numbers game, baby. It's yeah. a numbers game. But I just... If I'm a college quarterback, you know, sitting somewhere being a backup and not happy, I got to be looking. It's like, hey, Alabama's in disarray. There's a possibility of, you know, winning a national championship for one because, mm-hmm. you know, the rest mm-hmm. of the team is there. And then two... Maybe, just maybe, you now have an outside chance of being an NFL quarterback because you come from the Nick Saban system. Right, and if, if there is a system that's going to get you ready for Sunday, yep. it is the Nick Saban system. Or, or Kirby Smart, but all, they're also disciples of uh, you know, that Saban tree. Yeah. And another disciple of that Saban tree is Mr. Sarkeesian. So, uh, Coach, Coach Sark's got it going, man. It wasn't pretty, but it got done. 31 to 10, gents. Um, Let me ask you. You you opened you opened up this show. You were saying my wife told me to get out of the house. I was too busy I was yelling. yelling. I was being facetious. Like but, but but I mean that first half. How were you really? Because it, it was a was very not, tight I, first I was, half. I was not comfortable. I was not comfortable. Um, when you leave it that close, anything can happen. And when I mean anything, like uh, there was an, a moment where um, Wyoming got spotted three yards. Mm. 
look on the film. It's there. You can rewind it. Go back. Three yard. It, it is a spot. Uh, that that could have came back to haunt you. If you leave it into a close game, if you leave it to a, a one-score game, that can come back to haunt you. Penalties can come back to haunt you. It should not have to go down to that. It should not have to go down to the measurements, did, as I like to say. Did nobody feel that Wyoming was as good as they are coming into this game? Because I felt like this was going to be I, I, like the trap game. I think they knew... I I think they knew what was going on, and let's be honest. I mean, hell, after that Alabama win, every game's a trap game now. Yeah. If you really want to look at it. I mean, you you got the opportunity, and this is rat poison, like everybody's been saying for the past two weeks. You have the opportunity to go 12-0. and 0. You, Realistically, yes. Seriously. Yes. You, you absolutely do. The hardest team projectedly in preseason on your, sed, on your schedule was taken down yeah. in Tuscaloosa. And you're the favorite going against Oklahoma whenever that, that game and, appears. And, not to, and we'll see the AP ratings when they come out today. Mm-hmm. But after the poor showing of Florida State last night and how they struggled with BC, and now, granted, it was in Boston College, road. right? Red and, bandana and, and, game. And, right. It was red. Yeah, it was an emotional game for, uh, for Boston College as well. But still, 31 29 up against the, the 102nd ranked team in, in college football. Yeah. And the Longhorns win 31 10. Against the 56th ranked team in college football, definitely a better team. Yes. You, yeah, it was a, a higher caliber opponent, uh, an opponent, an opponent that has beaten the Red Raiders, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, in overtime two weeks ago. Um, handled Portland State, who was another you know uh, two minute type of offense as well. But this is an opposition that has proven that they're a little bit better than BC. Oh, easily. I don't really put too much, you know. Uh, you know, faith or stock into this, you know, AP poll, especially at this, er- at this, you know, early in the game or early in the campaign. But to be three is pretty eye-opening. And if there's a chance to jump up and take Florida State down, I mean, I, in, in all honesty, the only top five team that looked good was Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but, and Ohio State looked really good. But the thing is, like, it's like you mentioned, like, oh, every you gotta game. handle your bi- before. I'm sorry, but you gotta handle your busy. You gotta beat the cupcakes, and that's where exactly where I'm getting at. Like you said, every game from here on out, it's like a trap game because Texas could be ranked as high as number two. You know, coming out today, I really do feel it just because they got the job done in a game that champions win. They're not all going to be pretty. Obviously, Colorado learned that the hard way yesterday night. They're not all going to be easy either. No matter how much hype you put into a matchup. But now Texas is going to get every team's best shot. They always get every team's from best shot. Like everybody gets out up for Texas, amigo. Because you know every matchup is going to be on national television, and they're going to be talking about it in the press all week long. So uh, all I can say is that Texas has to be mentally ready in order to run the rest of this gauntlet because you know Oklahoma can just be licking its chops for the most massive of massive upsets. They can do the funniest thing here if they can get a W. But – you know, that's a ways away when there's still plenty of football, but I really like this Texas team, and I remember when we were talking with BK and we were talking about the, the predictions for this season. Yes. You know, you said it. Had to be a Big 12 championship, and they're in the right spot. It is yeah, 100%. They are absolutely they're cruise control, and they control their own destiny right now. It is not a show unless Bucky – I swear, he, <laughs> he, he, finds he you calls you time. whenever – Bucky Godbolt just gives you the call whenever you're on the air for some reason. Buck, man, Buck, you know – I know you're listening. You know that I'm talking right now. Like, call the text line. Call the text line. 
512-834-102, or I guess it's not the text line. You're calling the actual call line. Uh, 512-834-1027. So, but it's also the text it's line. Text line, yeah. too. You can text it's us Wood, as well. It's the Woods text line. So, uh, the two and it one. is the Woods text Woods line. Woods Comfort System text line, yes. Look at you. Hey, man. You've recall. come a long way since recall, that guy all show started. Recall, recall, <laughs> Yes, total recall, baby. I don't know if you remember that jingle from Total Recall. Oh, no, I definitely do. I was just thinking, I need more Post-Its. I was, I was born like, in 1996. There's a but remake. You have, a, you have a, <laughs> an old spiritual soul, though. You know what I, I mean? Total, you, I know what you're talking about. Is the jingle in the remake? The jingle is not in the remake. Oh, and, 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 disappointing. And I'm sorry, this might disappoint a, a lot of people. I actually like the remake. What? Better than... How? The, I haven't seen the remake, I've, but I've heard good things. I mean, it's not awful, but... It, it's got... Colin Farrell, Brian Cranston, I mean, Farrell's Kate Beckinsale, and ah, uh, Jessica Biel. Yeah. It's, it's an ensemble of cast and characters. So, um, uh, yeah, do your work. Gotcha. It, it's, it's, fan, it's a fantastic. Nice little It's rock. a fantastic. Uh, can you call it adaptation? Yeah. I would say remakes are adaptations. Yeah, a spiritual successor. It's, um, it's well, I think it's well done. Okay. I, I think it's well done. I'll have to go back and give it a, a true viewing then. It, it's a more realistic way of looking at the future instead of mm. us going to Mars. Um, yeah, I don't want to give away too much of it. If okay, yeah. It. Uh, you know, but just it's, a movie it's, that it's definitely worth out. a watch. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll I've seen it three or four times, as a matter of fact. So if, it, if it's one of those movies, like if it's on, it's kind of hard to turn off. It's like, oh, this was so good right here. Like you Fifth Element? I mean? Like, yeah. Yes. Exactly. God, how good was Chris Tucker in that one, too? Hey, I miss Chris Tucker, so dude. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he was saying. <laughs> I, 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 I was I like, there's always inaudible, but yeah, man, dude, he was so good. I oh, God, him. and um, oh, the, her name was, is eluding me right now. Played the fifth element. Yeah, I was trying um, to spoilers, it. man. Uh, wait a second, dude. That's been it. Don't, don't hit me with a thirty-year mark right there, man. I was like, bro, that thing's coming out on like USA who, Network who, once who a week that? for like who, twenty years. I, I cannot remember her name. Who is that uh, actress? She was in um. Oh my god. I want to say it's Mia, Mia Djokovic. There you go. Yes. Mia Djokovic. Thank you. You you hit it with the Mia. Thank yeah. you very much. But I appreciate that. All right, back to sports. Back to sports. Thirty-one to ten victory. It's the outcome. Uh, to continue this talk on projections. Not really, like I said, I'm not really big into the AP poll, but it would be cool to see Texas in the top three at, if they can surpass um, Florida State showing. Uh, how about Florida? I talked about this, yeah. uh, you know, on Texas Sports Unfiltered. I did not think Florida would actually show up and make it a decent game against Tennessee, but man, whenever you can, whenever those two teams get together, dude, that's an old SEC East rivalry. Exactly. That thing, that thing gets cooking, man, and uh. I don't know. Georgia struggled a little bit against South Carolina too. Spencer Rattler looking like he, you know, he was actually the highly touted recruit of old that he should have been. Yeah, but we, we said this before though. SEC is like the Premier League. Like any it team can take out anything. Can any team, and that's and that's awesome though because that means that Texas, you know, Oklahoma, you know, they're going to be joining this essentially the super, biggest it's, the Super it's League super of college football. It's going to be Super Conference, and yeah. like that's to bring that point up. We'll probably maybe see four, like four major, major mega conferences moving forward. I think. Oh yeah, easily. It's going to um, be like old school professional wrestling, where you had like different the territories zones and territories, man, yeah. which is wild. Um, I think 
college football as we know it moving forward is going to kind of start to decay a little bit, um, sadly as it is, but it's uh, turning to capitalism. But you know, <laughs> if you, if you, you think about it, you know it, what's man. funny though? College football to me is now turning into like the baseball minor league system, essentially, because we've always had you know three uh, division three, division two, one double A or FCS or whatever you want to call it. But now we're seeing it like even further split at the highest tier. So I kind of feel like we're seeing you know single A, double A, triple A, and now the majors all in college football. Just from the power conferences alone. John in Georgetown uh, chimes in on the Woods text line, the Woods Comfort text line here, um, says that he thinks Sark kept it very vanilla. And I, I, I kind of agree that with too. him. John, we appreciate your contribution. Thank you for the, the Thanks uh, for listening text. Too. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I think moving forward, I think if you don't have to show your hand or, or show the hand that you're playing with, uh, you know, why, you know, why, why, why show your toys? You know what I mean? Why show your weapons? You know, why expose your arsenal if you don't have to, man? Keep it very vanilla, like John just said. Oh, I'm sure they're saving that really save great it for play. The, save it for the Oklahomas, because Oklahoma mm-hmm. looks real. Oklahoma yeah. looks legit. I knew they were going to be good. I didn't think they were going to be this good. So, um, And you got to think that they have that 49 to nothing taste in their mouth. Shoot. I mean, like, you just I never would. know, man. Cause I mean, would. Even Kansas State lost yesterday. <gasps> I wasn't ready for Kansas! that. Kansas! Where's I got to? Oh, my God. I should have called Brad Kellner. He's a, he's a rock chalk dude. Um, oh yeah, yeah. How about that? Crazy, right? My dude, that, God! Like they were talking about their head coach and like how he's reinvigorated the program. I really didn't buy into all that hype in the off season, but it looks real. Where's that? Looks real. What is, is that? Your biggest shock from yesterday, or is it the Florida Gators over Tennessee? No, nah, it's, it's gotta be. Florida. It's gotta be. I don't still know, man. Florida Gators. Kansas, Kansas over Kansas State. That's I mean, Florida, crazy. Florida had no reason to go into Tennessee and win. Like they, they had no right to do that. They, they just took it and like they they did it rather convincingly. So I mean, the SEC is going to be you know a gauntlet. <laughs> it's going to be a bludgeonly gauntlet, and we're going to see who's going to be able to sustain till the very end and see if they can stay healthy throughout this whole season. That's just going to be sixteen points only put up by Tennessee. That's a pretty yeah, bad man. outing. That's a real bad outing. That's a pretty bad for a outing. top ten team. Awful outing against a team that they're you know favored. No. I was going to say, do everybody know you as the fantasy guy yet? You know, I'm pretty sure. I'm. I think so. But then you got to. I mean, look at this. Look at this breakdown with Missouri, though. Missouri over Kansas State. Now, look, Missouri's probably a, a tough place to play. I, uh, you yeah, know. it was at Missouri. Um, but still, I mean, 30, 30 to twenty-seven. Kansas State just kind of really didn't have anything moving. I mean, they were outplayed in the in the first quarter, and and then it, it kind of just continued out. I mean, sure they had they came out firing and, and had an answer in the third quarter, scoring uh, ten unanswered points. But man, Missouri, the Tigers, the Teagues, taking down Kansas State. Um, yeah, there was a shocker though. Kansas did win. I forgot to you know I forgot to call Brad Kellner. I should have called Brad about that. Um, huge victory though. I think. Where the hell was... Oh, uh, you're going to have to move it to, like... It's pool. all the way down at the bottom. I think, like, all college football or something yeah. like that because it only gives you the top 25 scores at first. Or may, or am I dreaming this? No, you're not dreaming. I don't think I am, man. I don't think... And like you said, Smash, we will get into some college football here in just a second. As a matter of fact, after the break here. Or not college football, but uh, fantasy football in, uh, after the break here. Oh, I know, man, because this... My is- God! Uh, I, man, I wanted to find this damn score. I'm assuming all that's right. what Bucky wanted from you. All right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's... That is too. But uh, Duke, though, over Northwestern Duke, 
kind of the, one of the surprising teams for me. I, I still think the ACC is a watered-down squad. Um, Drake May. Drake May from North Carolina. Uh, getting it done. 31-13, to leading the Tar Heels there. 414 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. If I had to make my picks right now for top college prospects for quarterbacks, it's Caleb Williams, really, Drake May, and Shadur Sanders. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. I, I totally agree with you there. And I think Sanders can be as easily as the number two or possibly the number one at the end of this season. That young man in his post-game interview referenced Tom Brady. Yeah. He said it's Brady Tom. And and he and then after that he's just like yeah you know we talk all you know we talk a lot he'll probably call me after the game and everything like he he was cool calm and collected man like he's and he stays poised dude that's he, what you want from a quarterback he stays you don't see emotion either bad or too much out of uh, Shadur Sanders on the gridiron yeah usually it's one calm demeanor it's very like hey let's get this it's very focused. I'm the leader of this offense. We're going to go get down here and get this. He's got the uh, Joe Cool thing going on, on, you know, like Joe Montana, where it's just like no matter the moment, it's not too big for him. He oh, rises there. to it every time. He's and, there. And he's got the tools, man. He's got the tools. We got to take a break. Are you going to be able to stay on? Or oh, man, no? I got to go call those off? soccer matches. But next right. week, I'll be here the whole way because uh, I want to talk to you more about this NFL fantasy because I actually did pretty good in week one, thanks to you. Right. Taking well, those tips, to man. Me, huh? Taking those tips. Hey, man, it's just a tip. It's just a tip. <laughs> hey, don't go nowhere, man. Uh, we'll be right back. We uh, got to pay a little bit of bills here on 1027 ESPN Austin. It's the Wagner Wire. Don't go nowhere. friends about the Wagner Wire. It's on every Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to noon on 102.7 ESPN. Now, here's Adam Wagner. Hey, welcome back to the Wagner Wire, 1027 ESPN Austin. Every show brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Hey, Pville Pat, thank you for the hookup, man. Thank you for the assist here, dude. Uh, Kansas beat Nevada 31 to 24. Thank you so much. I couldn't pull it up here on the ESPN site for some reason. It's because um, my ignorant ass was uh, looking just at the top 25, like Justin said. But anyways, that's all right. We got it now. Thank you so much, P-Bill Pat. We appreciate you, uh, your contributions to the show and your ear. Um, all right, let's get into a little bit of fantasy um, talk right now. Do you have Isaac by any chance... And I realize I'm putting you on the spot, and I apologize for this. Do you have in there the Who Do You Love sounder by... The, the Who Do You Love sounder? Yeah, Who Do You Love. Make me find it now. With um, LL Cool J. If it's not in there, it's okay. I'll play the song in my head, and we'll just we'll just rock out. But Give anyway, me 30 seconds. All good. All good. Starting now. Dun, 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 He's good, folks. He's on. Look at his fingers go. Fluent and flexible. There it is. The keys being pressed. Do you mean the song Loungin'? Is that what you're looking for? No. But uh, it's, it. <laughs> it's, um, it was uh, Who Do You Love by LL Cool J. Um, 
I think it's got to be a clean version, too. Uh, that's, that's all, I'm always I looking hope, for the clean version. I, I hope. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Now, back to our fantasy talk here. Uh, again, appreciate your contributions. You can text in here at uh, 512-834-1027. All right. Now, your quarterbacks, your prima donnas that are going to get it done here, for the value, you got to like Geno Smith going up against the fighting Dan Campbells. Ooh, it's a Queens thing, but we're going to do it a little Austin style. Thank you very much, Isaac. On the ones and twos there with the assists. Thank you, sir. Yes, but Geno Smith going up against Detroit. Detroit is 24th in the league at allowing points to quarterbacks. I think that bodes well for Geno Smith. And what bodes well for your fantasy wallet if you're playing on DraftKings, Geno Smith is 5,900. That is all, 5,900. It allows you to get a decent quarterback into your lineup there. Now, I say decent reluctantly because he only had nine fantasy points last week. But again, it was week one, so take it for what it's worth. He went clean, though. He didn't throw any interceptions, but he only got you nine fantasy points. However, 5,900, it's a pretty decent task, or it's a pretty decent price tag. Now, you could go out there and put Zach Wilson in your lineup if you want to. I mean, hell, that's 4900 But going up against Dallas, that's kind of suicide, in my, in my opinion. But you could take a flyer. You could take a flyer. And we I also, real quick, I kind of talked about this, too. If you're the Jets and Aaron, uh, I talked a little bit about this this past week on Texas Sports Unfiltered. If you haven't, uh, do me a favor. Please subscribe to uh, my other show on Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube um, with Brad Kellner and the crew. Uh, it is on you. It's very easy to find. You can also find the app as well. Um, and that way you can listen to us on the go. Uh, but anyways, I talked about this with my co-host Rodney Rodriguez on Chaos Theory. Um, the Jets, if you're looking for a quarterback, Dallas is pretty full in the quarterback room. And I'm not telling you to go out there and ask for a, you know, a, a Trey Lance. Nah, man. Ask, ask for Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is, has been proven... He's taken a team like Dallas that has a tremendous defense right now, and he's got pieces around him. He's been pro- he's proven himself as a quarterback that knows how to use his toys. There are a lot of toys, a lot of young toys in New York, and a championship-caliber defense, just like Dallas. If you are the Jets and you have some questions, you're, you have a little bit of... of pause and reserve and you're reluctant to go with Zach Wilson. I know you're saying all the the right things in the media that Zach is your guy and you're going to rely on two. It was a little daunting last year when you went with Mr. White. Okay, so for me, if if that's the question, contact Dallas because they got an established number two quarterback right now in Cooper Rush and they have a full quarterback room. All right, that is just my little rant on quarterback play. If you're the Jets and you're really needing a succession plan to plug that, uh, to fill that void, rather. Um, going further, Kansas City is going up against Jacksonville. I like Trevor Lawrence here as another quarterback. It's kind of a, you know, a pedestrian price tag here, sixty-seven hundred. That's right in the that's right in the middle, uh, you know, of of the freeway middle of the pack here for. Your fantasy value, but Trevor Lawrence going up against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are also kind of pedestrian as well. Fifteenth, fifteenth in the NFL at allowing points to quarterbacks. 
But Trevor Lawrence looked great, except for that one interception early in the game last week against Indianapolis. I thought he looked pretty damn good. Um, uh, Where did I have that here? The Chiefs are also 20, they're 27th in the league at allowing 250 yards through the air. I like that for, for Trevor Lawrence as well. I think he'll be able to, you know, to exploit that. And then they give up, you know, 368 yards of uh, total offense, which is 26 in, in the league uh, for the NFL. Now, I know it's only two weeks. It's a, it's a very young campaign, or excuse me, this is the second week of the NFL. It's a young campaign. Um, but still, I think he looked very good in week one. Consider the opposition and. You know, Kansas City can get got. Kansas City can has proven that they can get got there. Uh, I think that Kansas City will have a Porsche. Actually, with Travis Kelsey and the rest of the crew coming back, this could be a this could be a, a detrimental play. Now that I think about it, let's walk this back here. As a matter of fact, and go with Justin Herbert, who is only three hundred uh, three hundred dollars more. So. Nick's what I said right there about Trevor Lawrence. That whole spiel that I just did was for not. It was awful. But it was a decent breakdown about the Kansas City and Jacksonville game. I like Justin Herbert, though, going up against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. That is a much better matchup for you, and you only got to put out $300 more. Uh, Tennessee is 23rd in the league at allowing quarterbacks points. So take that for what it's worth. Herbert still has you know some decent toys around him, too. I'd love to see Quentin Johnson get a little bit more uh, targets. I'd like to see him get into some action. I have him as one of my fantasy sleepers this year. Not so much going down in week one. Again, we'll uh, you know, we'll see moving forward. I think you know as the season progresses, he'll be involved into the offense just a little bit more. But this breakdown for you right now uh, through the air, through the air, Tennessee yields two hundred and eighty-two yards. That's twenty-eighth in the league. I think uh, Herbert will exploit that. They're twenty-fifth in the league. Um, at yielding yard, at yielding total yardage at 351 yards. Uh, you know that Eckler can can carve you up coming out of the backfield. But what I like, especially out of Eckler here, is if you can stack Herbert with Eckler, you get the screen passes and the dump down there. So you'll get the the one point for the full PPR with Austin Eckler um, being able to get the reception and then you know yardage after the the catch. You'll get some yak there, and then if he gets into play dirt, that's another six points. So that's a potential 20 point play just in that or not 20-point play, but probably 12- to 15-point play just in that setting. Um, for, so for 7,000, Justin Herbert is a real sneaky play. Um, now, it bumps up here after this next one. You kind of get up into your your top tiers of NFL quarterbacks, and when I say Justin Fields, I'm, I'm not saying that the potential of play is a higher tier than Justin Herbert. I'm just letting you know that the fantasy points that are projected – is a is a tier higher than what Justin Herbert is projected to get this uh this week. Fields goes into Tampa Bay and has a really good matchup going against the Buccaneers who are 29th in the league at allowing points of quarterbacks here. Now Fields we saw was a little bit uh shaky and, and kind of, you know, unbalanced last week, but I didn't think that they utilized DJ Moore that much last week. I foresee them, you know, having a, a better week moving forward in the week 2. Going up against a defense that yields two hundred or excuse me three hundred and twenty eight yards to the air. That's thirtieth in the NFL. I like that. I think that's sexy. Tampa Bay just has problems, you know, guarding the quarterback. Not just the quarterback, just through you know an aerial assault. And then if you have a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields, that's just a, a recipe for disaster. If you're Tampa Bay, I look for Justin Fields to have maybe twenty five to thirty points. That's a, it, potentially a thirty point ceiling here for Justin Fields. Um, 
again, he, you know, he had a poor showing last week and he still logged in, you know, 16 and a half points. So, and regardless, in, you know, if you're in bonus leagues, that 16 and a half points can turn into 10 points. So Justin Fields is a decent play for me at the tier one of the quarterback. Uh, I guess this would be tier tier two because Patrick Mahomes is honestly the only tier one quarterback, uh, if you ask me. Going up against Jacksonville, and which brings me to my last quarterback here of the good, better, best situation. Um, Patrick Mahomes going up against Jacksonville. Here's the thing, guys. You got to pay a hefty penny for this, dude. 8,300 here going up against Jacksonville, who are the 28th team in the league at allowing points to quarterbacks, which Patrick Mahomes, you know, is just going to eat that up. They yield three, or excuse me, they yield 215 yards to the air, and that's 22nd in the league. And Patrick Mahomes has his favorite toy back. He was struggling to find which toy he was going to play with, you know, in week one. You know, it, you know is it uh, Scantling? You know, is it is it Tony, you know, dropping balls and, setting up pick sixes, you know, who's coming out of the backfield for me? Where's Travis Kelsey? Well, he's got him back now, and he, he produced 20.5 points without Travis Kelsey. Look for him to be up in the 30 mark here, uh, but it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you 8300 8300 We're going to take a little break here, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about our running backs and wide receivers. You guys know the drill. Every hour is brought to you by Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations. 512-255-8678. Been setting the standard in audiovisual automation for 35 years in the Central Texas area. If you don't have an idea of what you want, look at their gallery of projects that they've done over the past 35 years, and you'll get an idea. I got two flat-screen TVs in my man cave, and then downstairs my wife has that home theater system set up so that we can watch, yeah, Below Deck. It is great TV. I cannot get enough of it, man. If I'm not watching sports, I watch Below Deck or The Real Housewives of some show or uh, some city out there. Pick a city. We're going there next. Anyways, I do it all with audiovisual consultations, 512-255-8678 or avconsultations.com. Hey, more, more Wagner Wire on 1027 ESPN Austin when we come back. Join the discussion on the Wagner Wire by calling or texting 512-834-1027. Now, here's Adam Wagner. Welcome back to the Wagner Wire, 1027 ESP in Austin. One of my favorite intros right there, my favorite bumps. Ether by Nas. Probably one of the uh, illest dope tracks, diss tracks right there. All right, back into it, man. Let's head into our, our rock toters right now. Uh, running backs. And, guys, I got to tell you, man, I haven't, picked up, I haven't picked my roster at all. So when we end here real quick, I'm going to be you know, shooting uh, from the high heavens to, to try and get my rosters in here. Um, big update real quick, though. Austin Eckler was ruled out, a, I think, two days ago. Um, I just I don't have my notes in front of me. All right now, but Austin Eckler is going to be ruled out of this game. So as I was going that, on that little uh, tangent there about um, stacking Herbert and uh, and Austin Eckler, you're going to have to find the spell for Eckler. Now I like Kelly. I think Kelly's going to have a decent game in spell of Eckler. But uh, look, 15 points last week going up against Miami showed you you know right and, and not even a full game showed you that he can produce for 5000 there that's going to be a pretty decent steal i like that going into the 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 matchup going up against tennessee however though 
on the ground, they are a juggernaut. Um, they can stop you and, and, and stuff you cold there. Tennessee's first in the league um, at not allowing points to running backs, at defending the run. So uh, to me, that's a tough hill to climb for Joshua Kelly. However, 5,000, man, you got to like it. That's enticing. That's enticing. You can do a lot with less. You can do a lot with less with Joshua Kelly there, and then you can get a lot of other studs into your lineup. I'm going to take a flyer on this guy right now. Um, again, that matchup kicks off here at noon. Tough matchup, but for 5000 take the flyer. Take the flyer. Another running back, Bajon Robinson. Now, look, here's the thing. Bajon Robinson going up against Green Bay. Green Bay 29th in the league at a line, points two running backs here. And then on the ground, they are 24th at yielding 122 yards on the ground. Bajon Robinson got 60. Let me break this down here for you, right? Bajon Robinson got 65% of the snaps last week, if I believe. No, excuse me, 63% of the snaps last week. Uh, he got 10 attempts. 10 attempts, that's all. All right, now that one touchdown that he did get, it was from a uh, screen pass that he caught and, you know, made the move of his life in something, you know, alien-esque or alien and or, or look like out of this world, essentially. <laughs> and very, uh, you know, just very special player. Very special player. But Arthur Smith refuses to give the guy the totes. I don't know why still. And when I say that, uh, Algier. Algier had five more carries than Bajon Robinson did. And that proved to show, you know, there was proof in the pudding because he had two more touchdowns. So I would err a little bit on the side of caution here if you're going to play Bajon Robinson. I just don't I don't know Arthur Smith's intentions. I thought I did. I thought that the guy was going to be able to use him like Derrick Henry and be able to just run, you know, all damn day long like he did uh, when he was with, you know, calling plays with the Titans, but no, it didn't work like that. Anyways, John Robinson has a really good matchup. He's just going to cost you 7900 That's the only thing. Um, there are other running backs out there that I think that you can get for a budget, you know, a baller on a budget. I do like, you know, Montgomery going up against uh, Seattle. Uh, you know, it's just that two-headed hydra there in that, run, in that backfield of Gibbs or Montgomery. But for 5800 I think it's worth a little bit of a flyer to go with Montgomery here. 13, uh, 13 and a half points, not too sexy, but still might be worth something going up against a, a really terrible defense that is the Seattle Seahawks, which you don't really think that you don't really, you're not used to seeing. However, um, ETN had a pretty good game last week, and they were going up against the Indianapolis Colts. My guy Damian Pierce is going up against the Colts this week for the Houston uh, Texans here. Now, for 5,600, you can get Damian Pierce into your lineup. Not too big of a game last week. I think it was kind of like, I think they were trying to showcase a little bit too much of C.J. Stroud. But again, 38 yards uh, for my guy Damian Pierce. I think he's going to have a better week in week two going up against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. We saw, we told you about their showing last week. The Colts on the ground 20th in the, in the NFL uh, in terms of rankings that are yielding 105 yards per uh, per contest here per week, and which only really one, but 
you know, it is what it is. But, however, 25th in the league at allowing points to running backs there. I think Damian Pierce is going to have a decent day. Um, I like that. I think you should put him in your lineup there. Uh, Pacheco. Pacheco's a little bit... Uh, people have been asking me about Pacheco um, on Twitter here. Pacheco's a little bit of a enigma for me. Like, you think he's going to go off and get you, you know, your high, you know, 20-end, you know, ceiling type of days, but then his floor, you know, what... It, I think he only got you 10 points last week. Let me pull this up real quick. No, nine. Not even 10. Got you nine points. Nine points last week. So, to me, Pacheco is a little bit of a uh, a hit or miss. Like I said, like, he's an enigma, man. I really can't figure him out. I did talk about David Montgomery. Um, Montgomery is kind of, pri- like, he's the cheaper back for the Detroit Lions here. Um, Gibbs is, is 6,300, but he was only used in, like, explosive plays. Really, the number one bell cow in Detroit right now is Dave Montgomery. If you're looking for a little bit of exposure in that Seattle-Detroit game, especially from the backfield, I would elect to go with Dave Montgomery at 5,800. He's the cheaper of the, uh, uh, you know, of the running backs into that backfield there. If you want a decent running back this week, you've got to pay up for him, guys. That's just the, you know, the deal this week. Not too many good matchups here um, in terms of baller on a budget, so you're going to have to pay up. You're probably going to find some pretty pennies uh, in that wide receiver room when we're moving forward here. Um, and again, we only got about six more minutes to cover, uh, so I'll get that out to you. But I, for what it's worth, man, put Bijan Robinson in your lineup there, 7,900. You just took the flyer um, going with Joshua Kelly here you know, for the, uh, for the Chargers. I think that'll be what you're, you're going to get uh, Austin Eckler type of play, Austin, Austin Eckler type of exposure. He's going to get the majority of the snaps. And uh, again, you're saving a lot of money here. You're able to afford Bajon Robinson with this. Now, for our wide receivers, does Jamar Chase have a bounce back week and get some explosive play after, you know, coming out of a 9-point performance in fantasy last week? Going up against the Ravens, we know about this defense. They're always stout. They're quite pedestrian right now. 17th in the league at allowing points or excuse me, yards through the air, 196 for keeping them under the 200-yard threshold. You got to like that, but they're 24th at allowing points to quarter or to wide receivers. So I think there's uh, some vulnerability there in that backfield for the uh, Boston Ravens, or Boston Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, rather. Um, so I'm checking out the uh, MLB breakdown as well as we're kind of doing my fantasy things. Uh, one eye on one thing and the other eye on another. Uh, but, yeah, Jamar Chase, I think, is going to have a fantastic day. Right below him, 7,800, St. Brown, all right? I'm on St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, rather, going up against Seattle. Seattle is 30th in the league at allowing points to wide receivers, and St. Brown is clearly the number one in Detroit. I like Reynolds, too, but St. Brown is golf's guy. Almost 20 points last week going up against Kansas City. I told you how Kansas City can get got. Um, Again, 19.1 going up against a team that is 31st in the league at allowing points or excuse me, yards through the air, 334 yards. Seattle just has a bad time at, at you know, defending the pass. They're 30th in the league at allowing points to wide receivers as well. And then total yardage, again, another 30, another 3-0. Um, 426 yards that they yield of total yardage. Look for Detroit to have a big day. I, I like the stack. If you can afford Jared Goff, we'll go back and revisit this real quick before we get out of here. But if you can afford Jared Goff in your lineup for your quarterbacks, I really like the stack of St. Brown. Now, again, it might be too much exposure for the Lions, but consider the matchup. They have a really good matchup going up against Seattle, who is at home, or excuse me, who is on the road in Detroit. 
So uh, the Hydra stack of St. Brown, Golf, and Montgomery. Again, we talked a little bit about you know the balance or you know how much uh, how much exposure or how much snap percentage wise that that Montgomery's going to get in terms of uh, in favor of of Gibbs. Gibbs was just there on more explosive plays. Real quick before we get out, I know that's bittersweet. I don't want to leave, but we have to. Um, let's visit the Jared Golf situation real quick. Jared Golf, sixty-two hundred. 6,200 going up against Seattle, and Seattle yields 334 yards through the air. We just talked about that. Um, 20th in the league at allowing points to quarterbacks. That's kind of sexy. That's kind of, and not to mention, golf, golf has like a Gosling thing going on. Golf's kind of looking like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing this. He kind of looks like a Ryan Gosling there. Oh, damn. Yeah. I'm bit, telling you right now, golf's got the look and he's got the arm. Take him. Lock it up. TJ Hoosmanilli. Y'all know the drill. Hey, I love it, man. Thanks for all the comments on Twitter, and thanks for all the comments on the Woods and Comfort uh, text line here on 1027 ESP in Austin. Um, every hour brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. You guys know it, man. 512-255-8678. The very best in the business. Oh, for Isaac, for Smash, um, and all you guys out there listening to my fantasy stuff, hit me up on Twitter, not the fake wags as well. Um, level up. Get the dub. Enjoy the ride. Happy Sunday.